Hello everyone, welcome. This is the podcast Woman and Mythology and I'm your host Maria. In today's episode, we are going to cover the final part of the tale of Vasalisa. It's a story about retrieving intuition, allowing the too good mother to die and welcoming a new mother in our psyche, the wild mother Baba Yaga. If you haven't heard the story yet, I invite you to return a few episodes and listen to the tale, perhaps even the interpretation of the first parts of this story. This will help you understand this episode. So let's get to it. Vasalisa has done by now a lot of work already. She has left her home. She allowed her two good mother to die. She met Babayaga, worked for Babayaga, served Babayaga, incorporated elements and ideas and qualities of the wild goddess of Babayaga in her psyche. And now she needs to leave. She cannot be trapped in Babayaga's home. We say sometimes that we want to have Yaga-ish qualities. We don't want to become Baba Yaga. To become Baba Yaga means to be trapped in her house. To become Baba Yaga would mean to be fully in her world and not be able to travel the outer world as we do today. So Vasalisa needs to leave. And before she leaves, she is looking around the house And she asks, Grandmother, can I ask you some questions? And here, Baba Yaga says to her, Yes, you can. But remember, to know too much can make one too old too soon. And Vasalisa asks about the horses, the three horses, the red, the black, and the white horse. And Baba Yaga responds that one is, the white one is her day, the red one is her rising sun, and the black one is her night. This is a symbol of the alchemical process the instinctual world lives by. Remember, Baba Yaga's home is the instinctual world. So here we see the horses as a symbol of this alchemical process of the cycle, but also the alchemical process that Vasalisa is going through. She and the doll or dressed in these three colors. I don't know if you remember from the story, but he is dressed in red boots white apron, and a black skirt. So these colors symbolize the life-death-life nature, the alchemical process of the instinctual world and of Vasalisa, the one she is going through, one that is about descent, death, and rebirth. The black means dissolving one's old value, and that's what she is doing in the beginning when she leaves the two good mother to die. She's dissolving those values of the two good mother, that protective psyche. And then the red color, which is the sacrifice of one's precious illusions. And that is what she is doing when she is also serving Baba Yaga. And then the white, which is the new light, new knowing that comes from experiencing the black and the red. And this is what happens to her. This rebirth when she receives the fire from Babayaga, which will happen in a few moments, and she returns to her home. So it's important to keep in mind that Vasalisa is going through this alchemical process of life, death, life, which means we are going through this alchemical process of life, death, life. We are always going through it. In the story of Skeleton Woman, we'll see the life, death, life nature in much more depth. So I will leave this here. And those who are interested in this cycle can 
wait for skeleton women. After asking about the horses, Vasalisa is looking at the three pairs of hands and thinking of asking about them. What do they mean? But before she asks, the doll in her pocket warns her and jumps up and down and says, do not ask, do not ask. Baba Yaga noticed this hesitation and kind of tempts her and says, come on, child, don't you want to ask a few more? And Vasalisa says, no, as you say, to know too much can make one too old too soon. And here it shows us that there are things that are not for us to know. To understand the working hand is to understand the core of the numinous. And that must not be known. In the book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, Clarissa Pinkola says, the author says, to understand the hands are to understand God's business. We must understand some things, but not others. Some are God's business. If we learned about the hands, if Vasalisa asked about the hands and Baba Yaga told her, she would probably be trapped. Perhaps it is those ki the kind of knowings of what happens after death. This is something we can only know and experience once we die. If we know it now means that we have passed. We need to be careful not to be trapped. So here we go back to that wild discernment that the poppy seeds have taught Vasalisa. To know what to ask, what to pursue, which inquiries to take on, and which are the ones that must be respected, which are the ones that should not be pursued because they can lead us to being trapped and remembering that it is our intuition, the doll, that guides us in this discernment. It is the doll that can tell us this should be asked and this cannot be asked. So Vasalisa responds to Baba Yaga, as I said, no, grandmother, as you say yourself, to know too much can make one too old too soon. And Baba Yaga says, mm, how did you come to be so wise? And Vasalisa answers, by the blessing of my mother. And the Yaga immediately repels and says, there is no blessing in this house. And this is because the wild and the sweet, the two good mother who gave Vasalisa the blessing, cannot live together. Sweetness fits into the wild, but not the other way around. And I really love this idea because it means we can embrace, integrate, and become this wild woman archetype. And we can hold within our wild woman archetype elements of the sweet nature, that kindness, that gentleness, but not the other way around. One which is in only on the sweet archetype cannot hold wild elements. Perhaps it is because the wild nature needs plenty of space to thrive, plenty of freedom, and the sweet nature wouldn't allow that. A sweet psyche wouldn't allow that. So Baba Yaga repels the blessing of the mother and tells her, here, just take this skull and go. And she gives one of the skulls that's in her fence with fire inside. And she says, here's the fire, just go. And we've seen In the last two stories, both on La Loba and on Bluebeard, the power of the bones, what bones mean, 
The bones are the indestructible force. And here the skull is the symbol of power from the ancestors. It is also not the leg or the rib cage that Baba Yaga is giving to Vasalisa, but the skull, which means it comes from that idea of the head of the knowing. She is giving the power of intuition to Vasalisa, intuition from her ancestors. This skull that is gifted to Vasalisa is a representation of her crown. We've seen in many fairy tales that once the hero or the heroine completes the journey, they are crowned. And this is a symbol of integration. This is a symbol of becoming the sovereign of oneself. And this is what Baba Yaga is giving to Vasalisa, her own sovereignty. You are now the sovereign of yourself. And the skull is very powerful. It has its own discrimination. It is able to recognize and react to the shadow. On her way back to the house, Fasalisa looks at the skull and she's a little bit scared. She thinks about throwing the skull away. And I feel this is actually a very normal reaction. When we receive that immense power, we think about giving it up because we know it's going to do hard work. We know it's going to look at things that we are afraid to look at. We know it's going to bring to surface things that we allow it to be in our unconscious, in the shadow realm. So the skull reassures Vasalisa and says, no, everything will be okay. Just keep going. Keep, do not throw me away and keep going. And this is what we need to say to ourselves when we think about throwing some of our power away, some of our consciousness, some of our sovereignty, some of our tools and resources that makes us look at the darkness, that makes us look at the shadow. We need to be able to hold that power and not flee and not throw it away. So Vasalisa returns to her home with the skull. And there the skull burns the step family by watching it. It watches it throughout the night. And in the morning, the trio is burned to cinders. The skull does not ask permission to burn the step family. And the step family in this tale, it's a symbol of the shadow side. The shadow side of Vasalisa, of her own psyche. In this case, from the beginning of the tale, we know that the shadow side of Vasalisa, it's about jealousy. It's about envy. It's about comfort. And this is what the skull is burning. Burning by watching it. And that means to dehydrate it when we burn something that is deprived of moisture. And when one doesn't have moisture, one doesn't have vitality. So the shadow sides of Vasalisa, those specific shadow sides that were brought to light, are now being watched. And this is what we can do as well. When we are aware, because the shadow is always in the unconscious, but when we bring it to consciousness, what we can do is we can watch it. We can hold it in consistent consciousness. And by watching and watching and watching it, observing it, we can dehydrate it. And as we are working with the life, death, life, nature, we know that the natural process will follow, which means something will take place. Vasalisa has gone through an immense journey of life, death, life. 
She has gone through the alchemical process. She has learned it. And here it shows us that we need to learn this process of life, death, life as well, and not become martyred by it, but to learn its rhythms, to learn it so much that we can almost anticipate it, not in a manipulative way, but the way that we anticipate our moon, for example, and the time that we are going to bleed. We do that because we know so much. We can see the signs in our bodies. We can feel our moods changing. We know it is coming. That's how much we need to know the life, death, life nature and understand its rhythm. Just like jumping ropes where there is a rhythm going on and you need to enter and jump in and flow with that rhythm. That is what we need to do instead of trying to block it, instead of trying to control it, instead of refusing to enter the death part of the cycle. There's a passage in the book, Women Who Run With The Wolves, where Clarissa says, who wants to be like Vasalisa? And the truth is, we want to be like Vasalisa. We want her journey of descent. We want to be in the dark forest, only with our intuition to guide us. We want to meet Baba Yaga. We want to allow our two good mother to die. And we want to have the power of the skull that will burn element of our shadow. We want to learn about the life, death, life nature. If we go through this journey, our life will only be enriched. We will have a stronger sense of self and a deeper connection to intuition allowing us to go through life with more confidence, more vitality, more passion, more strength, and more freedom. I hope you enjoyed this final interpretation. In my courses and programs, we can go much deeper in this process of recasting the shadow. But for now, I will leave you with this reflection and invite you to think about what are you afraid of looking at? What are the parts of yourself that you avoid, that you pretend don't exist, that you bury? Perhaps now is the time to connect with Vasalisa, connect with the power of the skull and Papayaga, and take that hard look. In our next episode, we will start exploring the story of Manawe, a story about the dual nature of women. Until then, I invite you to connect with me through Instagram at Woman and Mythology or through my website, womanandmythology.com. I would love to hear your thoughts and share with you this mythical journey. Wishing you a courageous descent. <laughs>